What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is your host, Judah Young, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Connecting Minds Through Success. On this episode, we're going to be talking about the destructive nature of being ignorant. The destructive nature of being ignorant. Stay tuned. See you on the other side of this intro. As I sit here doing this episode and thinking about the destructive nature of being ignorant, there's so many things that come to mind because when we don't know, we really don't know. And because we don't know, we fall into pit traps. We fall into all kinds of unnecessary mess. We get deceived. Uh, we sign contracts that we are unaware of fine print. There are so many things that has caused somewhat of a destruction in certain areas of our life, a delay, setbacks, detours, because of the state of being ignorant. And I pulled up the definition of ignorance, and it says, lacking knowledge or awareness in general, uneducated or unsophisticated. But what I really want to put emphasis on is lacking knowledge and awareness. Because when I think about some of the stuff that I have gone through, some of the things that I have been through and still dealing with the residue of making choices through ignorance or allowing certain things to happen to me through ignorance, it baffles me because I'm like, man, there's a, you know, there's that saying, um, had I known then what I've known now. And that is a true statement because I'll tell you, if you was look. If you was to look in hindsight, you'd be like, man, if I'd have known what I knew now, man, I'd have made so many better choices. And I want to make sure that I'm referencing some scriptures here because I want you listeners to understand that it is not okay to be ignorant, but we don't know everything. And then some areas of our life, we are ignorant too. We just uninformed. We just don't know. So one of the things that I want to point to before we jump into scripture about an old saying that says what you don't know won't hurt you. The devil is a liar and the truth is not in him. What we don't know will kill you and it will destroy you and it will mess up so many opportunities. And the first scripture that I want to actually reference is Hosea chapter four, verse six. And it says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And there's more, and it says, because you have rejected knowledge, I also reject you as my priest. Because you have ignored the law of your God, I also will ignore your children. And this is God talking to the prophet Hosea to send a message to the children of Israel. And God used Hosea, the prophet, as a tool to show the children of Israel of their adulterous behavior by allowing and commanding Hosea to marry 
a prostitute. So, one of the destructive things about being ignorant is not only not knowing, but rejecting knowledge when knowledge is being presented to you. And this is God talking to the children of Israel. This is not God talking to some strange foreigners from another land. This is God talking to the children of Israel, his people. And if you are a believer and if you are a Christian, if you are born again and some way, shape or form, you're in a state of ignorance. I, I caution you to just make sure in your prayer life that you seek the Lord for knowledge in whatever area that you find yourself in. Don't assume, don't assume that you know certain things based on whether you have exper past experience, whether you have watched someone deal with a certain thing, which is fine to some degree. But one of the things that you and I have to consistently do is ask God for the knowledge, the wisdom, the understanding, and discernment of what needs to be done in whatever area of our life. Not just in the area of ministry, but in the area of being a father, in the area of being a mom, a parent, uh, a spouse, husband, a wife, uh, a good friend, financially. Just being able to become more aware of what is going on, uh, my fellow believers, because at the end of the day, the last thing God wants us to do is be in a state of ignorance because it will destroy you. I remember when I first started working, I didn't know anything about taxes or I didn't know anything about filling out a W-2 or I mean W-4 and just different things I just didn't know. And what happened as a consequence, I ended up owing the IRS. And it's like, man, you know, and... One of the worst things to do from a place of ignorance is entrusting people who don't have your best interest at heart to do what you what needs to be done. There's so many pit traps that I can tell you about moving in with a family member and assuming that the family member was paying their part of the rent and not giving them the rent money because I didn't know anything about filling out money orders. And I allowed them to fill out the money orders because they had more knowledge of how to pay bills than I do. And consequently, because I didn't know how to fill out money orders and I was intimidated even about learning and stuff like that, I allowed them to fill out the money orders. But we went through a season where they lost their job. They didn't tell me they lost their job, but they was taking the rent money to look for work, rent cars, and whatever the case may be. And one day I was at work and got a call from the leasing office saying that we were three months behind on our rent, which took me back. I was literally blown. And I went off. I tell you now, I went off on my family member. I lit them up like a Christmas tree. Lord, forgive me. But at that time, I was just so frustrated because I'm like, why is all this crazy stuff happening at that time? But because of, uh, um, from a place of ignorance, because I didn't know, I wasn't aware of how to do certain things because I wasn't taught. And some of you on this call, I mean, on this podcast are listening in and you're wondering to yourself, man, I agree, bro. I'm in situations, I've been in situations where I wasn't taught certain things that could have equipped me. Some people are in um, relationships and they're left figuring it out. And some of you go to churches. Some of you are sitting in churches and your church doesn't have the right resources um, to help you, help you be a better wife, help you be a better husband. And some of you are sitting under leaders who 
do not have these type of ministries in their church to help the families outside of church so that you are equipped to be a mom, to be a dad, to learn how to do certain things. And we just don't have it in some of these churches. And you're left praying. You're left figuring it out. You're left looking for books. You're left looking on YouTube. You're left looking for some type of navigation system to help you be a better believer. And because you are under a ministry that may not have the proper tools, may not have the proper ministry to help aid you in what you stand in need of, you're left in a state of ignorance because it's like now the enemy, what the devil does, the devil is the father of lies and what the enemy tried to do, the enemy will use the reality, the enemy will use the fact that you and I are not aware that you and I do not have the knowledge, you and I do not have certain things in place or the tools in place to combat what is necessary to combat, but because we're not properly equipped, we end up falling in these pit traps. We end up getting hit by darts and arrows that fly by the day because we do not know. And the last thing that you and I should be in a state of is in a place of ignorance. The next scripture I want to jump to that really... I truly believe that is the remedy to ignorance. And this is what Jesus said in the book of Matthew, chapter 7, verse 7 and 8. And Jesus began to state, he said, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And the one who knocks the door will be opened. I'm telling you, I truly believe that this is the remedy of solving a lot of ignorance. Because one of the things that we have to do as believers is always ask, always seek, always knock. And we always got to be in this position and have our posture in our mind to never stop learning, never stop growing, never stop pressing, never stop pursuing. Because I tell you from my own personal experience that when I've ran into situations where I didn't have the resources because the resources wasn't available, I had to step outside of certain things to go and get certain things. And I really thank the Lord for leading and guiding me to certain um avenues that has truly helped me i'll give you an example i'll give you a prime example um nine months ago my marriage was just like it was it was like done you could stick a fork in it and my wife was ready to leave and i had to get on my knees and i had to humble myself and i had to repent to god first so let that be a lesson to you men let that be a lesson to you women if you're trying to restore your marriage it starts with the lord it starts with your relationship with the lord it really does but not um but I digress. But what I had to do is I had to first repent, turn away from certain habits that I was doing that was destructive to my marriage. And I had to make a commitment to the Lord that if you save my marriage, I will, you know, change and I will become a I had to I had to make that promise to my wife as well. So, you know, and I had to repent to her. And from there it was like, okay, so what's next? Then the Lord laid it on my heart to call a friend of mine and I asked because he asked me a while ago to 
you know, join them in these support groups. But I'm like, I wasn't feeling it at the time. But I was like, man, whatever it took for me to get myself together, whatever it took for me to be in position for God to heal me, whatever it took for me to change my habits and behaviors, I was willing to do whatever. Because one, I didn't want to lose my wife. I didn't want to lose my family. I, I just like God had me right where he needed me to be. He had me in a state of brokenness. He had me in a state where I'm desperate for him. And I called my pastor one day and I was like, pastor, I'm broken. I'm just in a place of brokenness. And my pastor said, my pastor said, you are in a good place. And it may not feel like it, that you're in a good place because you're broken and you're, you're, you're lost for words and you don't know how to recover from it. But because I was in a place of brokenness and I was in a place of desperation, I ran to Jesus. I ran back to the Lord. I ran back. I'm telling you, I ran back. And then what happened was I was able to join a support group, a men's support group um, at this awesome church called I-5 City. Um, they have uh, um, in, in Maryland. And it is an awesome, awesome. They have awesome men's ministry. And I'll tell you. Ever since being a part of that men's ministry, I have grown exponentially. And I mean, in these past nine months, I have grown to a place in my life where um, I'm able to love my kids. more. I'm more aware of loving my kids. I'm more aware of loving my wife. I'm more aware of, you know, spending quality time with my kids, giving them one-on-ones because I was surrounded. Listen to me. I was surrounded by a support group of other believers, other men who were on their journey, just like I was on their journey, sitting in that circle with some different challenges that they were facing, being in a place where I can air my brokenness, being in a place where I can receive healing, being in a place where I can get prayed for, being in a place where I had accountability partners, being in a place where fellowship was taking place, and the men and I bonded. It got to a point, y'all, where I started waking up on Wednesday mornings at 5.30 in the morning to jump on the men's prayer. That's how serious it got. And I've, you know... Listen, I got listen. I'm trying to turn over at 530, but I was up at 530 in the morning on Wednesdays praying with the men. And not only that, but the fellowship really helped. So I, because I got out, because I asked, because I seeked, because I knocked and it was a, I was able to open up the door. And there's another ministry that I want to point to, to any believers, any believers out there. If your church doesn't have this ministry, get online and look. And see if that this see if this ministry is in whoever church in your community. And this program is called Celebrate Recovery. And I joined Celebrate Recovery, and I'm able. That's another uh, support group that I'm a part of. Um, and that support group allows me to open up, allows me to air whatever issues that I have. And if you are a believer and you're struggling with addictions, you're struggling with hurts, hangups, and habits. I'm telling you, please go online, go online and look it up, look up, celebrate recovery and see if somebody in your local area church had that ministry available for you. Also, I had accountability partners. And then on top of that, I was able to read my Bible more. I was able to study more. I was able to pray more and I got my prayer life back. Um, you know, I'm in the word more. I got books to help me become a better husband, you know, and just different things that I was passionate about. And even at this point, passionate about allowing God to use me to minister to my own family in my own house and being able to do certain things. And there were other instances where I was in a place of ignorance and God showed me the way. God showed me the way. But I'm going to tell you something. One of the things that you have to have is you have to have a desire 
to want to know. You have to have the desire to want to seek. You have to have the desire to want to knock. You got to be consistent and persistent when it comes to pursuing because we want to be knowledgeable of whatever God has in store for us. And maybe you come from a broken home and maybe you want to do things differently, but all you have is the history of how your mom was treated or how your dad was treated, how your your dad treats your mom and your mom treats your dad, or you come from a broken home or you come from a foster family who didn't care about you or being just tossed from group home to group home, whatever your broken background is, whatever your broken origin is. And, and that's the only thing you can really run to because that's the only thing that you feel that gives you some sense of foundation. But I want to be honest with you about broken foundation. Broken foundation leaves cracks and cracks get wider. And we end up falling into cracks. And that's the last thing that the Lord wants us to do. Another thing that we have to understand is this. Is that God loves you and that God God wants what's, the, what's best for you, what's best for me. Okay, now the another thing that happens when we fall into these pit traps, and this is encouraging for someone who may be in a messed up situation because they made choices out of ignorance. You just didn't know, or you were just uneducated, and you're in a boatload of mess. I, I want I want to encourage you with this scripture, right? Second Corinthians chapter twelve, verse nine. It says, "But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you.'" For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. Listen, whatever Paul's storm was, whatever Paul prayed about and it enabled him to do what he really, really, really wanted to do. Paul said this because the Lord said this to Paul. That my grace is sufficient. My strength is made perfect in weakness. And one of the things that we have to understand about God's grace is God's grace gives us favor in areas of our life where we're struggling in. And it gives us the grace and the strength to be able to know that we desperately need Jesus. We desperately need the Lord in our life. We definitely need his guidance. We definitely need to allow him to move and infiltrate in our life. So the time, so sometimes you may feel like, God, if I had this, I would be able to do this. If I had this, I would be able to do this. Listen, let me tell you something. And it's something that I'm learning. So, you know, as I grow in my walk, as I walk through my walk, is that God's strength wants to be made perfect in weakness. In your life, he wants to be able to lift you up. He wants to be able to use your brokenness to be able to build you. He wants to be able to take the cracks that are in your cup and mend them back together so that people can see how awesome your God is in your life. It's listen, God is bigger than Sunday morning. God is bigger than your pastor's sermons that he preached. God wants to be the God of your everyday life and God wants to be made known in your life. Just like he should be made known in your life. And the last scripture I want to jump to is this scripture. And this is for anybody who may feel guilty, feel bad about a lot of decisions that they made and they're feeling the residue. Maybe you made bad choices with the person you love. Maybe you had kids with this person and and you could see, you know, the 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 consequences of making poor choices with someone, you know, maybe someone warned you and you didn't listen because, you you know, love consumed you. I've Listen, I've been there. I've been there and I'm telling you straight up, you know, when you don't do things God's way, we don't we don't get to choose the consequences in which which come 
ahead of us. So we have to be very careful and very cautious when we make certain decisions because we just don't know the future. We just don't know the consequences and how they should fall. But to anyone who feels like they have this weight of guilt on them, anyone who feels like they let God down, anyone who feels like there's no way I can recover from this blow, I want to encourage you with this one last scripture. And this scripture comes from the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 1. And it says, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Listen, because we've given our life over to Christ, because we surrendered our life over to Christ, because we confess Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, that God raised Jesus, Jesus died for our sin and God raised him on the third day with all power in his hands. And that we've gave our life to him and we received the Holy Spirit and we started walking this walk and we transformed from the person we used to be. But in our old life, we was doing all this crazy stuff. And now that I'm a new creature, I'm like, God, I'm free. I'm free, but I'm still dealing with some of the stuff that I've done. Listen, listen, yes, you may be struggling and dealing with the consequences of your sins. But let me tell you from personal experience, God will turn it around. God can turn that mess around and he can use it for his glory. He can use your failures as a tool to be able to, a tool for witnessing to other people who are broken like you were broken. Witnessing to other people who were lost like you were lost. Witnessing to other people who had answers like you had answers. And God will put you in a position where he will allow you to be used by him and for his glory. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen. I really appreciate you joining me and I really appreciate you listening. And I pray and my prayer is that God will remove you from a state of ignorance, that God will remove you from a place of brokenness and that God will remove you from a place of being um, lost and confused into a state of knowledge in him and trusting in him. See you on the other side of this episode. This is your host, Judah Young. I don't know who you are. I don't know your circumstances. I don't know your situation. But what I do know is that we serve a God who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ever ask or think according to the power that works in us. We've all made terrible decisions. We've all made bad choices from a place of ignorance. And I don't want you listening to think you're the only one who have made stupid choices through ignorance or maybe you was a hurting person looking for love in all the wrong places like I was and you fell in love with the wrong person because they made you empty promises and now you're left with some form of brokenness you're left feeling betrayed you're left feeling like man what in the world just happened I'm on a I'm on a brunt end of the stick I you know I'm sitting up have sleep and worrying and can't eat and this person who may have hurt you then moved on with their life or maybe you made a financial bad decision or maybe you just made a uh, a geometric bad decision maybe you moved into the wrong community maybe you moved into the wrong state but I'm here to tell you we've all made bad choices through ignorance and if you are a believer on this podcast and you're like man what in the world have I done this time 
I want you to stay encouraged and I want you to just give it all to the Lord. Surrender that to the Lord. Like, Lord, I made a lot of mad, bad choices because I just didn't know. But what we're going to do, because I don't want to be on here any longer than what I want to. So what we're going to do is we're going to pray. And I pray that you stay with me as we pray together. Father God, we thank you so much, Lord God, for being a God who is in control. Lord, you know the end from the beginning, Heavenly Father. And Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, I just ask, Heavenly Father, that you would restore the listener. You would restore them. You would restore them because they have made choices out of ignorance. They have rejected knowledge. They have turned their back on the truth but God, they learned the errors of their ways. And if they haven't learned the errors of their ways, let this be an opportunity where they can repent and turn away from and turn to you, O oh Lord God. Father God, in the name of Jesus, allow your grace to flow in areas that they are powerless to change. Because God, you're bigger than debt, God. You're bigger than infidelity, God. You're bigger than the sins, God. You're bigger than finding love in all the wrong places for you because you are love. Your, your word says that you are love. And Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, to any listeners on there who's struggling with suicidal thoughts, any listeners on there who's, who's listening to this holding an alcohol bottle, any listeners on there who's struggling with any form of addiction, Lord God. Father God, we ask, I ask, Lord God, that you would make a way out of no way for them, God. That, Lord God, that you would put people in their path who represent you, God. That you can use them to help them through, oh Lord God. I pray for any, I pray for these churches, Lord God. I pray for the church of the listener. Who may not have the resources to have ministries that could meet their needs, God. I pray, oh Lord God, that you would lay it on their hearts, lay it on a pastor's heart, the leadership heart, to, 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 to step outside of themselves, Lord God. And ask you, Lord God, I want I pray that the, that these churches have ministries that that stands in need of what the people need in order for them to grow to the place you need them to grow so that you can use them in a way that you need to use them, oh Lord God. So Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every leader throughout this nation. I pray for every leader throughout the world who represent you. Maybe they don't have the resources because they live in a country where the resources aren't made available to them. And I pray, oh, Lord God, that you would you would give them a ram in a bush, Lord God, to be able to help someone who's going through, help someone who's being beaten and battered by an abusive husband or boyfriend. Lord God, show them that they are fearfully and wonderfully made and that they don't have to put up with that. God, give them a way of escape, oh, Lord God. And Father God, deal with their situation justly, oh, Lord. So, God, we thank you so much, Lord God, for your everlasting love. We thank you, Lord God, for your everlasting grace. For you are God and you are God alone. And we thank Thank you for being God who simply, who is simply in control. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for joining. I said us like it's like, like, like it's just like me and somebody else. Listen, this is me and God, but that's cool. But thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Connecting Minds to Success. If this episode has been nothing but a blessing to you, please share it with someone who is going through. Please share it with someone who feel like I have more questions than I'm getting answers. Share this with someone who feel discouraged about their ministry. 
because that ministry doesn't have the resources. And if that ministry doesn't have the resources, go somewhere else and get the resources. I'm not saying leave your church. Don't leave your church unless the Lord is leading you. But ask the Lord to send you to a ministry that has the equipment to be able to help you with what you stand in need of. Don't be ashamed. Confess your sins one to another. Pray for one another that you may receive healing. You guys have a blessed day. Peace out. I love you.